0: she told herself. She'd been to a million meetings. She could do this. As Cat eased her way to the back of the restaurant, she made a point of pretending not to notice the multitude of celebrities and A-listers scattered around the private club. Soho House was above all discreet, a place where even the biggest stars could have lunch, take meetings, gossip and relax, and be sure to go unbothered. Cat had reluctantly let her membership lapse when she could no longer afford the annual fees, but she was always happy to come back as a guest. The movie exec, D Yang, rose from her seat smiling as Kat approached the table. D was younger than Cat, dark-haired and pretty, wearing a navy sheath that showed off her toned arms. Cat liked her at once, could see the intelligence written all over her face, and recognized her warm smile as genuine. Kat, so great to finally meet you, said Dee as they shook hands. I'm such a huge fan. Kat waved the compliment off, smiling. Thank you. It's so good to meet you, too. And this is Steve Myers, said Dee as she and Kat sat down. He's producing the project. A 50-ish man with graying hair in jeans and a baseball cap nodded, but did not look up from his phone. Hang on, uh, just one second, he said, texting away. Kat glanced at Dee, who raised her eyebrows apologetically and passed her a menu. Have you had the burrata? She said, I can't resist it. An okay, said Steve, putting down his phone at last. Sorry about that. (laughs) Couldn't wait. He gave Kat an obvious head-to-toe once-over before he stuck out his hand. Nice to meet you, Kay. Cat, D corrected. Right, sorry, Cat. Cat's heart sank as she watched his eyes dart right back to his phone. It wasn't hard to read the room. He didn't want to be here. D had obviously talked him into this meeting. He probably already had someone else lined up for the job. She forced herself to look at her menu, trying not to let the disappointment show on her face. So, Cat, said D, I notice a little southern accent. Where are you from? Cat smiled. My folks are originally from Georgia, but I grew up in Wellington, Florida. Wellington? Steve said, momentarily interested. I think my first wife went down there once for some expensive thing she had to buy a crazy hat for. Tennis? Cricket? Polo, probably, said Cat, or some other horse-related activity. It's pretty much all horses all the time in Wellington. She could just imagine Steve's first wife, tan and toned, her face a mask of Botox, taking out her frustrations about her jerk of a husband as she violently stomped divots on the field in her Chanel suit and oversized hat. That's right, said Steve. Polo. You ride? Cat shook her head. Nope. I am not what you would call a horsey person. Steve nodded. His phone pinged. Oh, man, it's a text from Michael. His voice sank to a conspiratorial whisper. You know, Bay, I have to answer this. As he turned away from the table, Cap tried to push down a rising wave of annoyance. So anyway, said Dee hurriedly, I absolutely love winter's passing. It's one of my all-time favorites. I cry every time I watch it. And you were practically still in school when you made it, right? About a year out, said Cat. It was a crime that it lost the Oscar, said Dee. Cat smiled ruefully. Well, you know what they say, just an honor to be nominated. Steve looked up from his phone again, smirking. (laughs) But then, Red Hawk... Cat felt the smile freeze on her face. Yes, Red Hawk. Steve made a clucking sound with his tongue. Man, how much money did that one lose? It was some kind of record, wasn't it? Cat met his beady eyes defiantly. Came this close to making the Guinness Book. Dee laughed. Steve didn't even crack a smile. Hell of a thing to be remembered for, he said. And didn't you have a fling with Jack Hayes while you were filming?